0: watch film but i'd be honest i mean when i first started watching film i was just watching a game yeah.
1: Yeah. hello everybody welcome to the uk packers podcast as usual i'm your host that's ddd NFL on twitter and of course follow the group at uk packers and usually i say meow buddy meow but he's gone he's not here as sort of dudes do without chillers and kids they bugger off to parties and that's exactly what Ryan Peacock has done. He's gone and left me on my own in the studio and I didn't bother to get a famous person in because it's all Thanksgiving to Turkey with their family. So it's just this DDD show today. But don't worry, if you need your fix of Ryan Peacock NFL on treasure, well then what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to give him a sneaky stealthy call and see what he has to say for himself. Hopefully disrupt his party. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of like the, you know, the wife who's left at home or the husband. Let's not be sexist. Who, you know, doesn't want him to have a good time. So has to call him and, uh, you know, try to check up. See who he's with. See who he's hanging out with. But, um, you know, we like to waffle when we first started off the podcast and then we never just go straight into it it's like a working day we start our day you start today at nine hands up anybody out there who starts today at nine and actually starts working at nine come on let's face it you hang around the water cooler you get your cup of tea you open up all your applications and programs your email you sift through some of that stuff you text your mates you see what's going on that's exactly the way we do it here so this is the point in the show where i'd usually say so ryan how's things and then he talks about something that he eats something that he drinks um uh, you know it's usually alcoholic i'm gonna have to have an intervention with him maybe he's can help me um but i don't have it so i just gotta ramble on about you know what's happened in my life this week so let me hit you with this story oh the embarrassment so long story short uh Steve Diddy here uh works in an office on the outskirts of dublin city And the office is actually moving to the in-skirts of Dublin city centre. Old Dublin town. Sounds a bit sexy. So we're kind of doing this trial run. Anyway, who cares, right? So I have to do this trial run and go into the city centre. Coupled with that is that I had to get my car serviced. And the dudes told me I needed new brake pads. Apparently, they're important. Especially when you've got a seven-month-old child to look out for. So all of this stuff mixed together, it was a pretty grisly week, right? So I had to travel into the city centre. I meant getting public transport. And I had to bring my car to the garage. And it's expensive because it's a BM. <laughs> Trouble you! time So... Dropped it into the garage. Got a lift down to the train station. Jumped on the train. Now, earlier on. Now, usually I'm up late. I dive into the car. Not a bit of gel goes into the hair. I wear a shirt, but cover it up with a jumper so I don't have the iron said shirt. It's a mess, right? When you have a seven month old, stuff gets wild. No one told me that my life would be so damn busy when you've got a kid. Okay, I should have known. Okay, I should have known. But you know, it's mostly about urine. No one told me that it was mostly about getting pissed on and I'd appreciate if someone would have told me, but just didn't and now the joke's on me, right? And I usually have baby poo on my hands each and every day. And and look, this type of stuff is a bigger issue. They don't tell you about it. Anyway, I digress. So on this morning, anyway, two mornings ago, because you're going to be listening to it on the Friday, Thanksgiving, I was off, work for an American company. So on the Wednesday, anyway, um, I got woken up by my son, uh, who was making crow-like noises in the bed because he likes to get up early and slap me on the back. So I wake up to <coughs> noises, which is kind of super cute, but also great at like five and six in the morning so i'm up early anyway try to gel into the hair i have time iron my shirts and i'm looking pretty dapper think i'm looking pretty sweet right give myself the old uh finger guns before i leave uh, in the morning so i'm happy with myself i get a lift down to the train station and jump on the train now usually in the car i have the music player and i have listening to podcast stuff your packer stuff you know stuff you should know podcast ridiculous loving it but mostly packers um so this morning i thought you know what Screw it! I'm gonna have a bit of a change. I'm going into public transport, I'm gonna whip out the phone, play a few games. So I've got this kind of a uh, little spaceship game. You you shoot asteroidy stuff. Um, it's an awesome game. Had me all earbud earphones, which are cack, right? Because you can't stop the L sound bleeding in. Said to myself, I'll stick in the earphones. I'll whip out my asteroid game, play it on the train. Uh, you know, get some high score action, get a few levels on. You know, really uh, benefit my life in that way. But I like... Look, I'm a bit of a freak this way, right? When I'm playing the game, I like to have the sounds on. So I'll stick in the old earphones anyway, um, and i start playing again. So the sounds weren't uh, high enough, so I turned up the sounds to be, to be pretty loud. But still, the amount of bleed coming in from the train, because trains are noisy places. But anyway, so I'm there shooting my asteroids, and I'm noticing that all these people around me... ...kind of looking at me, you know, like, I'm sort of thinking, Jesus, I must be the jail. You know, I was thinking to myself, I should make an effort more often. Because maybe I look so dapper in me own suit, you know what I mean? That I'm getting, uh, getting people looking over and, you know, might not be bad, might not be bad looking. You know, the game might not be over for me yet, you know what I mean? There might be some life left in the old dog. So, I'm travelling on this and I'm kicking ass at this game for at least half an hour. Now, so I went then to take my earphone jack out, to shove my earphones into my jacket and move on at my stop... Then realizing that the whole time, the whole time, I didn't even have the ear jack into the damn phone. So here I was sitting for half an hour on a train and all the people around me could hear was doo, 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 as I'm shooting asteroids. So here's me thinking that I'm looking sexy and they're looking at me going, what is this weirdo doing in the suit with these game sounds up? Jesus, talk about embarrassment. It was a bad week. It was a bad week between the embarrassment and then having to pay... Oh, what was the, What did I pay? Like 230 quid or something for brake pads? Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. Alright. And I had a nail in my um, my rear wheel. Anyway, look, I digress. I think this is the part where we, you know, plunge into the Packer stuff. Now, I'm going to have to do it a little bit differently because meow buddy, meow at Ryan Peacock isn't in the studio and I don't want you to get sick of me voice. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to be like Fox. I'm going to be like CNN where I hitches with stuff from all angles, right? So here's a new slot and it's the new slot good evening and welcome to UK Packers news in the news this week Eddie Lacey and Sam Shields are both out uh, on IR this right I'm not going to keep that voice off that'll be really annoying so Eddie Lacey and Sam Shields Mike McCarthy came on the mic there um, earlier on in the week and said that both players who were on IR are now out for the season so this is pretty significant so Eddie Lacey was put on IR on October 20th and then he went on and had left ankle surgery so we seen him come back against the cowboys he was diving over people we were actually at that game um and he looked pretty fresh but he was playing through an awful lot of pain um so with this ankle surgery now he's out and also sam shields went on IOR uh, two days before eddie so he went on the 18th of october uh, with concussion so that was his that was sam shields fourth overall concussion for his career and his second concussion in nine months now Medically, concussions we all know at this stage are a very bad idea, and the you know, the closer you have concussions one after the other, the worse they are. We've seen that with and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but Johnny Sexton, uh, who's the kicker for Ireland, he ended up having a bunch of I know I said kicker, but uh deal with me. Uh he went and got a bunch of concussions, and every concussion you have puts you out of the game longer and longer. So Sam Shields is kind of reminiscent a bit of the whole Dramichael uh, Finlay deal where you know it's one injury too much perhaps so we we put it out there like we usually do to ask people if they wanted to get in with questions and one of the questions from matt tisdale was is you know do we think that eddie lacey or sam shields will ever play for the packers again and um i can't speak for ryan uh, but and i might ask him later on the call but uh personally for me i don't think we'll see either of these suit up which you know it's a lesson when someone says "Do you oh what jersey will i get you know wait till they sign the contract after the rookie contract because eddie lacy becomes a free agent in the offseason and with the amount of issues that we've seen with eddie between him being overweight and his discipline issues where he missed curfew which to be honest with you i mean i was surprised about because i always thought eddie was a quiet guy now we tried to get an interview with eddie because we had a design done up for one of our t-shirts in the store just hit ukpackers.co.uk and hit up the t-shirts we're not a commercial organization but it does help us um just try run the site because we pay it all out of our own pockets to buy the t-shirts but anyway i digress we had this eddie Lacey sort of hulk design done by a really talented dude who's now a cop actually in the states called luke beauchamp and Eddie made that his profile pic so we sort of reached out to Eddie Eddie followed us and we were chatting to him a bit on DM and then we reached out to his agent and she famously said that look he's a quiet guy he doesn't really get up to a whole lot you know he doesn't usually give interviews and I'm sure that he will do an interview for you this went on for about three years and we still couldn't get him right back and forth back and forth with the agent so he's a quiet guy so we expected him you know to go about his business in a professional manner to to do things right but he ended up being overweight you know he ended up with that discipline issue and now he's prone to injury we've all seen that now this was a risk that the packers took on eddie because when he came out of college he had these sort of you know alarm bells ringing that he had injuries and that's actually come to fruition now that we've seen that the injuries that he's had so me personally i don't think he'll be back but i will depend on what the packers decide whether you know we could potentially have a high draft pick, so will the Packers go after a running back in the high draft? Now, I know you'd say, Well, is running back really the issue? Should we not be going for something like cornerback? And I would personally agree with that, but look, Ted Thompson has a way, if he's still there, of going about these things in a very different manner. So, it all really depends for me as well. Is like, what are we going to see from Christine Michael? We might see more of him now in this game against the Eagles. I don't know if he'll get a proper chance to really break open and open that up now for the rest of the season if they can work him into the game plan. But he seems like a hard-working guy with something to prove. So if he does seem like a serviceable back and he does have good, you know, average yards per run, well, then we could see the end of Eddie Lacey. And as well as that, if you look at Sam Shields, he's one year left in a four-year contract. It's 39 million of a contract. Um, The narrative from McCarthy was kind of you know we want him to be healthy we want him to do the best thing for him all of these decisions are from a medical standpoint now whether they are or not um we can just have to take his word on it now it does make sense from a medical standpoint but also um you know we're hemorrhaging cornerbacks with injuries here so what they've done is is that they've put the two dudes on season-ending IR, and have reactivated Delor- uh d'orleant sorry hard name to say so, this dude, five 5'11", 183 pounds. He was an undrafted dude. One of only, I think, two undrafted players um, still on the roster. Kentrell Bryce being the other. So, this guy was undrafted. Mike McCarthy called him up and said, we really want you to uh, be on the Packers. He came up and visited Green Bay. Was impressed by it. And actually, what's brilliant is, is he was impressed by, he stopped in the airport and he was speaking to a few Packer fans. And he said that they were so passionate and so approachable and so lovely and so measured. Um that he decided you know this is the place for me now it's a good thing that he wasn't speaking to him at this point in the season because all they would have heard was fire caper, fire with jesus so it's a good thing that uh, he didn't call- talk to them at that stage so he's decided that this was the place for him he spoke to cornerback coach joe witt joe witt told him look you know we've had undrafted cornerbacks here before. We've had Tramon Williams and Sam Shields, who both arguably now might not be playing for the Packers. One, obviously, definitely, but Sam Shields might be on his way out. So he said to himself, "Look, uh, this is a place that I want to play. If I can follow in the footsteps of cornerbacks who've made their name here, um, well, then that's something that he certainly wants to do." Now, uh, Dorleont is a special teams guy. He, you know, he was adept at that in college, and he also did a lot of heavy play with the whole man scheme which is something that the packers have tried to do a few times this season as play man and have been found out um so maybe this is a guy who can keep up with his players he's got a lot to prove now uh, it, it'll be interesting let's see what he does so the other news story really is that rogers came out and said that he's confident the packers can quote run the table unquote now i don't really know what that meant and it's kind of one of these things that becomes a phrase people go oh yeah he yeah, thinks they can run the table what does that mean what does that even mean? Never heard it before. So, anyway. He says the offense is clicking. That they should be more consistent from first snap to last. And that they, you know, they started well against teams. And they just need to try to keep that up. And he said that they need to stop doing what they did against the skins. You know, where they went, they had three, three and outs. And because of all of you out there, Packer world, right? Slagging me off because of my Irish accent. I've got to watch out how I say the word three. If I want to pronounce it like a damn tree that grows to the ground, I should be able to... But anyway, so Nelson also spoke uh, with confidence, saying, "You know, there's confidence in the locker room. Um, we're all. We never go into a game thinking that our backs are up against the wall that we're going to lose this one. He says we always go in thinking that we're going to win. He likened it to the 2010 season where we won the Super Bowl, and you know what? It does have similarities in the fact that we've like everybody's injured." Um, And in 2010, we were 8-6. There was two weeks remaining uh, in the season. McCarthy was on the hot seat then again. People were calling for his head the same way as they are now. They won the last two games and the rest is history. So, look, this is a team that can certainly go on a run. I said that I didn't understand on the last podcast how you know, we've sort of descended into this because we still have huge playmakers on defense with Mike Daniels and Haha Clinton Dix, Clay Matthews, who arguably they might have to move to the inside now, Blake Martinez, who's been injured, um, which is, you know, insult to injury. Um, And also, the offensive side of the ball is looking ridiculously healthy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, who's having a breakout year. Jared Cook, who went for 105 yards and six catches. You know, the most targeted uh, wide receiver tight end in the game uh, for the Packers. And he came down with it. Now, he had some brain fart moments. He dropped a short touchdown and the ball got punched out for that fumble you know but i can't blame him for that because josh norman's getting paid that type of money to make those plays and he made the play when we'd sort of you know not let him get away with too much uh to embarrass us early on in the game um and again he's only the 20th best cornerback in the league and we made him look like that until that play and now we've got christine Michael. so arguably we have two you know very serviceable uh running backs to come in uh with michael and also with james starks uh, who, if he can stop running from sideline to sideline, can actually get up the field, um, will do really well. So the Packer locker room seems confident and genuinely confident, and hopefully they can carry that on and translate that into game time success. Now, another story that's hit the headlines, and this is probably arguably the most important was, and it's on ESPN, is that... um. Jared Cook, who uh, we all famously saw him tweet out a picture of a chicken head that he got in a restaurant over in the States, instead of getting his chicken wing, is actually going to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Who cares? Jesus! Yeah, so that's how I feel about that. Um, so I think we can move on. But look like last week and they've been going down really well is that look the podcasting it's an expensive business we have to host the the audio on a site it has to be unlimited so that we can upload all of our podcasts for you to go back and listen to the previous ones and have a laugh and you know listen to our history podcasts enjoy yourself and you know we have to buy all the equipment and we have to spend all the time doing it we have to ring up these guests in the united states and go through the manager look it's an expensive business all i'm saying So what we have to do is, is we have to do sponsorship. So I'm going to introduce you now to a new company. It's great. We hope that you will uh, avail of their service and uh, bear with us, it won't take long. Ladies, are you finding that all the handsome men, high powered men, men who are up and hard working are all taken? Well, don't delay. Bring it down to the draft and develop dating agency today we have over 200 men currently sleeping on their mother's couch that you can draft in a late round and develop into your starter don't like him with that fat beer belly no problem send him to the gym and make him your tight end so don't delay just visit the draft and develop dating agency and have him running back for your love today Okay, fair enough. That's all the sponsor business over with. As you can tell, 100% authentic companies. We hope you enjoyed the last few sort of spoof adverts. So look, as the sort of the the wife, the husband at home doesn't want the partner to be having a good time, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to give Mr. Ryan Peacock a call, see how he's getting on, ask him a few questions, see if we can get any sense out of him. He's probably been drinking all day and uh, let's, uh, let's do it. Let's go. Ah oh, jesus would you look who it is it's me old buddy me old pal at ryan peacock what's going on man uh i'm i'm
0: not very well so i haven't been able to come into work today <laughs>
1: <laughs> i can hear commotion behind you who are you I'm, I'm trying
0: to get out to the quiet area
1: well what's going on i'm on the podcast currently it's it's like a life uh phone-in show i told all the listeners that i couldn't in any circumstance let you have a good time without ringing you like the jealous wife uh you, come on tell us where you at what are you doing Right, okay. I'm at a big Thanksgiving party. Unfortunately, we just watched the Lions and Vikings game. It didn't end in a tie, which would be kind of helpful. Mm. Yeah. So who won? Because I've been up here slaving away in this uh, the podcast studio
0: uh, without you. Will the Lions win. The Lions won it on a field goal. It was. uh <sighs> no, it was a good game if you like defense. And certainly uh, Eric Kendricks hit on uh, I think it was Theo Riddick. That is something to watch on the hollow It was just a sick hit. It made me get out of my feet.
1: Well I'm more interested here uh, how many people are at this party who's there who are you talking to who are you sitting beside have you got any numbers you know what I mean like, I mean I have to ask all these jealous questions um, I'm
0: here with the American football team The be able for in my opinion the best flag team in the country
1: Cheers. they better be paying for this plug now
0: yeah well of course I'm playing I've got the best hands on the team that's why <laughs> my name's the hand
1: <laughs> goes to show you how many beers you've had I said paying not playing Jesus
0: oh paying oh yeah well i i say I was victorious so there's there's not a better J than mine, you know what I mean?
1: Well, look, you you, In the
0: football court, in the football field
1: the, the line broke up there so I didn't hear that sort of shameless self-promotion um, which is probably good for, good for our listeners but come here Ryan I won't hold you on too long uh, but I do want to hit you with some sort of uh, Twitter questions that we get in from people see if you have any off-the-cuff remarks after probably about 10 beers down Scotty Mann is asking us if there's a veteran player out there who's going to hit free agency or anybody that we could think of that the Packers might get can you think of any offhand
0: Uh. Wow, that's a, that's a question. Yeah, you know, Without doing any research, it's just to who's coming up. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to tell without... Like I say, I really don't know who's coming to the end of their contract. Yeah, I'm not sure who's going to be a free agent. Obviously, uh, with, like you say, eight hands being down, I can't even think straight. The only thing I would say is that I think we definitely need, in my opinion, I would go out and get either a veteran corner or a veteran, just to try... I mean, it sounds like an obvious answer because it's a problem we've really had this year. But I would like to see that. I would like to just see generally some veteran help on the defense. I don't think we need it on the offense. I think we're pretty good on offense. Um, I'm kind of sure that and Michael will work out. Um, I think we'll also add running back in the draft this year uh, because generally with running backs, you can get good quality running backs. Through, I, I feel anyway throughout the draft and develop one. And you know that if that's that's the kind of attitude we'll go with. I would just like to see some veterans coming on the defence and really give it the jab in the arm at that that needs.
1: Yeah, defo. I mean, I was looking at sort of for this question, I was having a quick gander to see, but most of the big play names like Tyron Matthew, Von Miller, all of these defensive players, they've all been re signed. You don't want your top veteran, your top uh, defensive player hitting free agency. So it'll really stand to see who's out there. I don't think there'll be an awful lot of selection. But it kind of leads us on Absolutely. to the next question. Now, I, I've approached this question already, Ryan, uh, on the podcast from Mathis that He was asking, like, you know, does he think that we're not going to see, is it going to be the end of Lace? Is it going to be the end of Shields? I said yes. Yeah. Yes, I do think so. Would you be under that impression that we're going to wait for Christine Michael to work out, maybe draft a running back um, this year, and maybe Eddie Lacy's? You know, he's uh, prone to injury and he's gone. Would Would that be your reckoning as well? Uh, yeah,
0: Eddie Lacy's a tough one because we all know the best he can be, and the best was in his first few years. So I think there's a chance he gets another shot, but it won't be at the money he probably wants. So it depends whether there's someone out there that wants to risk giving him more. Um, with Sam Shields I think it's it's a different one I think that will come down to a personal decision of course at some point he has to pass a medical you might find I mean if I, if I take it back and I know it wasn't a concussion injury but if you think of the Jermichael Finley situation he obviously had his issues and uh, I think it was a neck, neck injury wasn't it and he was absolutely pumped ready to come back wanted to be on the team probably now if you run him up and asked him to play he would be there and he'd play Um but doctors ruled him out and they, they essentially, nobody would insure him to play on a team. So not necessarily doctors, but he can't get insured, he can't play. You might find that he starts to come across those issues. I don't know. At the end of the day, the guy's probably done nicely from football. He's probably got a good education from college. He needs to now weigh up whether he continues to risk his long-term health.
1: Yeah, and let's just hope that he hasn't suffered from the same illness that your Michael Finlay has as of late, which is sour grapes. Um, It's a pretty bad illness, and sometimes it comes back to bite you after a few years.
0: I think you'll find, yeah... Sam Shields has probably got a hell of a lot more class than Jermichael Finley, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know if that could come from bitterness or what it is, but it's quite embarrassing to see what
1: he says. Uh, it is shocking. I mean, and I was so close this year to buying a Jermichael Finley speed helmet that was signed because I actually liked the guy, but uh, I would have had to have been thrown that in a bin uh, full of burning papers. But, come here I won't well, hold you up much longer. We'll, we'll hit you with one more question, now So, Graham has got in contact and he says, you know, what What do you think that the secondary have been told this week um, in particular to do for this upcoming Eagles game? Play some-
0: frickin' football. I mean, you know I mean? They they need to come out and actually put a statement on a game. Um, Hit somebody like it means something. You know, play like it's their last game. Play like they're playing for a contract. They need to come out and prove something because at the end of the day, at the moment, they're not only going to be losing their own jobs at the end of the season. They're more than likely going to get capers fired because they can't step up. Um, They've got to come out and prove it. They've, They've got to win. They've got to win their personal battles. They have to Bit closer, they have to be able to compete better and they have to be able to make a play on the ball. And unfortunately, they've just been a million miles away from doing that so far. So I just want to see them. If you know what, even if they come out and you see early on a couple of penalties where it's a little bit over the top and they get there a little bit too early or you know, or whatever, but I want to see a bit of passion, I want to see a bit of fight, I want to see some fire, and I want to see them really go out there and send a statement here early on in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know who said it, but I remember hearing about it that anytime a mistake is made, it's a coaching opportunity. So I think that there'll be an awful lot of tape study. The lads will be told to, and again, this sounds really boring and they almost sound like Mike McCarthy's puppet, but you know, wrap up, do the fundamental stuff properly that when you get to the man, make sure you wrap and bring him down. No highlight reel tackles. You're not there yet. You're a rookie. Don't be trying to make a name for yourself. Um, But it is, look, it's going to be hairy. But all I will say is, is that I'm going to bring some stats in later when I pull it back and do the sort of preview of the Eagles podcast uh, or the game or whatever whatever that um you know carson wentz isn't that great when he's going deep downfield now he has a passer rating of like negative 700 so what they need to do is, is just stack the box contain the play and you know maybe take that chance on the deep shot but come here ryan I-, I won't hold you up anymore i know you're having a good time so what i want you to do is i want you to head into that room and give us a big ass shout out for this podcast all right right
0: so what, what are they going
1: to do just give them a big shout out just go in there now and give us some proper uk packer podcast cheer okay all
0: right here we go is that it, ron <laughs>
1: i think
0: that's about what you i thought too many lions
1: fans here. too many lines and too many <laughs> beers there right go on have a good time i'll yeah. talk to you i'll talk to you soon all
0: right thanks very so much right good luck yeah.
1: so that's me old buddy me old pal at ryan peacock there having fun at the party had to ring him up and bug him look if he was in the delivery room and his missus was having a baby but it was podcast night you better believe i'm gonna be calling him but anyway Let's focus on this Eagles game because this is what this podcast is all about a bit of banter of course but mostly let's get the preview done so we have to go uh, to the Eagles in their home place and try kick their ass. And we need this game, but the Eagles similarly need this game. They've lost five out of their last seven games. Carson Wentz, the rookie quarterback for the Eagles, looked pretty dynamite at the start of the season. He won three games. And in fairness, even the losses that he's faced, some of these are pretty close losses. Uh, the Cowboys game, that was an overtime loss. And um, the fact that we got smashed by them will show you what type of caliber this team are. But I had a quick dig down into the stats to see you know, who's on their roster how they fare um and the th- stuff is pretty surprising on paper green bay could actually have this game but look let me break it down for you carson wentz won first three games had last f- lost five of the last seven so his dynamite at the start of the season really was is that he had a passer rating of 140 on 15 plus yard throws and that's ridiculous so when he goes deep downfield he was ridiculously accurate but then you have to look into question i mean You know, were the defenses that we were facing there? Did they not do their homework on this guy? There wasn't a lot of homework to be done on him. No one had the history to him. And it appears now that either Carson has been found out, his wide receivers aren't clicking. uh, But either way, uh, we're in for a tough game when we come up against the Eagles in their home ground. But if we look at his passer rating now on 15 plus yard throws in the last seven games, he's gone from 140 down to 29.9 which means that he can't hit that deep ball anymore. Now, maybe it's because the defenses he was up against, the safeties, cornerbacks did a good job of having that deep ball coverage, or maybe that it's a case that you know his confidence has been knocked maybe with some of these losses because that can look it's a mental game as well people have criticized Aaron Rodgers for not hitting receivers that they deem to be open all this type of stuff and sometimes it's down to if you see the pass and the confidence to make that pass so god knows what's going on behind the scenes either way it's dropped so my theory would be is that if he's wide receivers and I'll go through some of the rankings now in a minute and you'd be pretty shocked how poor they really are and the same a, a cornerback for the Eagles that my theory would be look if his offense is based on sort of dinky dunk stuff which is really what they do with rookies they make them dink and dunk down you know the safe pass bubble screens all that kind of gear uh, which would sort of go to show why their running backs have got high enough, higher grades certainly than i thought they would have maybe from that type of aspect is that if we can sort of stack the box we can bring our safeties up to the line uh, take that shot to go you know man coverage Uh, get our best safeties because look Haha Clinton Dix as much as he's been criticised for missing that hit on Andrew Luck and he had a bit of a nightmare game the last time out and Burnett's doing exceptionally well as well his stats are always good year on year he's fairly consistent meaning that you know if we can trust those guys to go man and bring everybody else and try blitz him as much as we can maybe we can knock his confidence again and really rush him now the problem is is that our edge rushers in the likes of clay matches julius pepper's having a great season but clay Matthews, i think he's the last ranking i saw online for him was he was 102nd so maybe they might need to move him to the inside now to try shore up that run with blake martinez now gone which let's face it is a massive loss for us because he's been absolutely incredible this season especially for a rookie given the comms helmet and his stepped up to the mark so what they should do is is try contain the running backs and look at here's the theory and this is kind of what Aaron Rodgers said not that he gave away the game plan because this should surely be the game plan every week is that the offense needs to get off to a good start that 3-3 and outs 3-3 and outs I should say um, against the skins that shouldn't be allowed to happen we have healthy good players on offense players that are really doing it now we have Christine Michael who's coming in who's the 19th best running back in the league which grades above the Eagles running backs so if he can do the business and we can get this offense clicking well then if we can go up to a score or really a two score game it puts the Eagles on the back foot which means that they can't use their running game which is arguably their best offensive weapon is their two running backs so if they have to go to their wide receivers which are not dynamite by their rankings means that we're gonna force carson wentz to throw the ball and he's going to need to make up some serious gains if he is to make up serious gains and his passer rating is 29.9 on deep throws well then we're going to really benefit from that so let's take a look at the eagles wide receivers they've jordan matthews green beckham and agalor okay so i mean the rankings of their wide receivers they haven't got a wide receiver in the top 40 so they range between 45th, 100 and 119th. So these are wide receivers that certainly can be covered and certainly by our cornerbacks who are trying to have this bounce back statement game. Uh, the running backs are coming in, you know, they're in the top 30, whereas our running backs, the best that we have is Christine Michael coming in at 19. Ty Montgomery is just outside at 30 in 31st. So you know, what we need to do is, is that if our run defense stands up, which is perhaps by moving Clay to the inside, and we can contain Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles, well then I think that our cornerbacks and safeties can certainly handle what their wide receivers have for us, and I think that really is the key to this game. Our cornerbacks, we don't even have one in the top 50. After Gunter at 54, I mean, Rollins is up into the 80s, and then Demarius Randall, who's rumored to be coming back, is 115th. Okay, so, I mean, we're not doing too great at cornerback, but if let's flip the script here and and look at you know their cornerbacks and how can we get to that two score lead and i think we can because their cornerback similarly with mckelvin they range from anyway from the 48 best cornerbacks all the way up to 119 so they have similar issues at cornerback um and safety as well you know their safeties are ranging into the 20s in ranking so it's certainly something that Aaron Rodgers can capitalize on and maybe our run game we can do pretty well with that and carve them up there as well so that's the key to this game I think we'll win this game if we can get to two scores because I think our defense will bend and not break especially with the wide receivers that Carson Wentz has at his disposal but there's one stat really per NFL.com that shocks me and every Chiefs out there as they say should be pretty scared of it is is that the Eagles are only averaging giving up nine and a half points um per game when they're at home which is crazy but I I have every confidence in Adams having a good game, the same as Nelson and Cobb being reliable. Ty Montgomery now, I mean, he's going to be in this kind of hybrid role of coming out of the backfield, um, but also being able to be used in the slot. And then we have Christine Michael. Let's see what he's going to do. Certainly Aaron Rodgers said in his interview, you know, he's looking forward to seeing what Michael can do. So I have every confidence that Michael will actually be playing. And maybe if he gets off to a good start, um, we'll see him for the rest of the game. And Jared Cook uh, absolutely smashed it in the last game. Now, again, as I said, he had those two brain fart moments. But I don't think that's something that we can put up against him. Now, another thing that we have to look at here as well is, is that... The reason that they only give up nine and a half uh, points per game at home is down to their defense. They have a pretty solid defense and some pretty good pass rush. But the alarming thing that sort of struck me about the last game was is that our pass blocking efficiency has been the best in the league and that's ranked the best in the league online also. So it's not just me talking out my bum. All right, so they make it as easy looking as falling off a log. So if our pass blocking efficiency is the best and here's how it happened. So Don Barkley came in um, due to the the injury uh, so he gave up four hurries in that last game before he was injured and, ha- and got carted off so Jason Spriggs came in playing unnaturally like at a position that he never played in and I don't even think in high school or college and combined the offensive line only gave up three hurries on 51 passing snaps so that'll sort of go to show you that once Barkley was out and Spriggs came in that we still held the line fairly solidly but on the eagle side of the ball. Brandon Graham is second best at a 4-3 defensive ends this season at pass rush. And staying on the pass rush side of things... Fletcher Cox is second in defensive tackles in pass rush. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, two of the best in the league coming up against the Packers O-line and seeing if they can give Aaron Rodgers that time to hit those targets. Now, another thing to look at here as well is is that in linebackers, they have Jordan Hicks, who's the fifth best linebacker in the league. So Aaron Rodgers will be under a lot of pressure in a very hostile environment and it'll be interesting to see, can he get the job done? Um, As a prediction... I think only because we have to. I think that the Packers will come away with a surprise win. And if we, you know, can run the table, as Aaron Rodgers says, I think the key to that will be is that the offense has to be firing on more than all cylinders they need extra cylinders if you will and Aaron Rodgers really has to go and play to the absolute best of his ability but from his interview this week he's really saying that he expects that of himself and he he knows that that's what's expected of him that he needs to step that game up to that elite level that only he can play at and elite athletes like him so Look, he knows what he has to do. He can't be missing open receivers, open tight ends. Every opportunity has to go with them. We can't have any brain fart moments and big plays given up. And also, one thing that Mike McCarthy raised this uh, week as well was is that the turnover ratio has to be better. Currently, we're at minus six, which is absolutely criminal. And I think it's the worst ever under the McCarthy uh, era. So we need to go and clean that up on defense, come away with a few takeaways. But I think that if we force Carson Wentz, to throw those long balls when his passer rating is so low—it's low because of the takeaways—and if we can pick him off um, and give Aaron Rodgers some good field position, well, then I think that we'll come away with the win. But look, I don't want to talk ad nauseum. I think how I'm going to finish off this podcast is—is is that we haven't done it. I think we did it once going back way when. But here is Brett Far Friday.
0: You think God never farted? Hey, you got any left-handed
1: football? That's right, folks. We've brought back Brett Favre Friday for the Friday Podcast. So usually what we do here is, is we go through sort of the epic things that Brett Favre has done in his, in his career. So we had the Oakland game, which we talked about in the last one. And then on this one, you'd probably expect me to talk about the Super Bowl win. But you know what? I'm not going to do it. not going to do it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell a story that Steve Mariucci, the quarterback coach of the Packers, told about Brett Favre um, back in the day. So... Basically, the Brett Favre quarterback room was just a room filled with legends, right? So we had uh, Brett Favre, Ty Detmer and Mark Brunel. So Steve Mariucci invited all three quarterbacks over for dinner and uh, they all sat down, had dinner. So Steve Mariucci, his wife Gail and Steve Mariucci had three sons, right? So after the dinner, uh, Brett Favre and the two boys said to the three sons, come on, we all get down to the base- basement and play a game of dodgeball. So like like six kids I mean the six people went down to the basement and they could hear the balls banging off the wall and people shouting and screaming and hollering and you know generally having a good time so Steve Marucci set up with his wife Gail and they did the wash up uh, just to clean up so next thing they hear this massive scream of I ah, just son of a bitch so he was like, oh my god, someone's after getting hurt. So he legged it down into the basement. What he found out the boys had done was, now bear in mind, like, Heisman winning quarterbacks here, you know, what Brett Favre went on to do, what the three lads decided to do with the three sons was is turn off the lights in the basement and play dodgeball in the dark. Ridiculous. And ended up what ended up happening was is Brett Favre got the ball and smashed Mark Brunell in the face of it at a point blank range. And Mark Brunell had this massive welt in his face. I mean the wrong place, our uh, YouTube was saying, and he would have blinded him. So Can you imagine that happening in in today's NFL? Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers heading down with Brett Hundley uh, you know, to smash someone in the face with a in the dark, it's just insanity. And it just goes to show the spirit that Brett Favre had. Always the Joker. On the opening credits there to Brett Favre Friday, the amount of sort of little sound bites that I could have added in uh, to show you just what a Joker he was. And uh, look, that type of uh, tomfoolery will be missed, but it's like when we tell stories about the old GAA here in Ireland, you know, Gaelic football and hurling. Um, if you watch that film, Michael Collins, that you'll see the lads playing Gaelic and your man has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. That's just the way it was done. By- back then and it wasn't that long ago that breath fire was was roaming the pasture so look uh, great story about Brett not too serious we'll keep the serious Super Bowl win and stuff and the build-up to it for Brett Far Friday for next week uh, when Brian's back in the podcast so that's all from me today hopefully you guys enjoyed it and uh, hung in there with me didn't get too bored of my voice hopefully tried to break it up for you so from myself at Steedy, the NFL on Twitter give me a follow and uh, from the group at UK Packers uh, give us a follow and we'll talk to you after hopefully the Packers come away with a W on Monday Night Football